0: Hello, everybody. It's Daniel here, and this is our next emotional English podcast episode where we learn an English language effortlessly, emotionally, full, filled with energy, and of course, positively. Welcome, 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 everybody! And uh, I'm so sorry. I'm a little bit late today. This week, it's uh, if I'm not mistaken, today is um, Thursday, so it's not an official day of my podcast release, but. Um this week I will announce and I will post another podcast episode on Sunday. Hope it will work. <laughs> so uh let me discuss and let me uh, tell you what is the topic for today. Today I have a beautiful topic about the greatest philosopher of all times. So it's uh his name is Plato. So who is Plato? Do you understand what I'm saying? about the guy who is Plato. Plato was the student of, one of the students of uh, Socrates, right? Socrates was a very, very smart man from ancient times. And uh, Plato was his student. And do you know who was a student uh, of um, Plato? It was Aristotle. But today I want to discuss... Couple quotes, great quotes. It's going to be six, My one of my favorite quotes in English, from Plato. So, we will hit two birds with one stone. It's a very good idiom when you discuss um, some kind of ideas and you are doing things simultaneously at the same moment. So, you can hit two birds or you can kill two birds with one stone and... I am gonna share some knowledge from Plato, my personal thoughts, and we will learn English with this, right? We will learn and we will discuss new vocabulary, which we'll find inside of these quotes. It's quite nice, isn't it? So let's begin. Um, And uh, yeah, uh, you know, I uh, decided, uh, I've decided to uh, change my podcast, um, um, my uh, Podcast variety. So every single week, we'll have a different uh, discussion, different topic related to vocabulary learning, just concentrated vocabulary learning. We will discuss uh, some topics of um, uh, storytelling. So I will read uh, a mini story. Then uh, another topic is uh, the discussion of uh, different uh, uh, quotes, right? Beautiful people, beautiful quotes. We can discuss, we can think. Then uh, the uh, real English or uh, practical English stories, it's going to be like something practical about time management, about business, about whatever I can find, something like uh, the topic we discussed previously about uh, how to read books, right? So something practical, uh, very connected with our uh, world, right? And that's something what we're going to do, right? And I have another cool idea to read a book, the real book, and uh, to read it um, chapter by chapter and uh, posted uh, on my podcast. And I think it is going to be pretty valuable for you guys. If you're on the same line with me, you would love it. If you're not, so you can skip these episodes. It's completely fine. You can find whatever you want, whatever you like on our podcast episodes, right? So if you want like, if you would like to learn English and you want to learn Interesting content. So just find something you like. Right now we have more than 100 episodes published already. So just scroll down and find something you like. If you like only my mini stories, that's good. Just fine. There are plenty of them. You can just listen one mini story after another. And I understand that uh, you can be a, a beginner or pre intermediate speaker or intermediate or upper intermediate or even advanced. So probably today's topic is more for advanced speakers uh, and learners but don't worry if you are the pre-intermediate guy or lady and we can completely discuss uh these uh, simplified versions of my comments right so i will read uh, the comment or quote from uh, plato and then i will simplify it right i will uh, retell you the main idea what how i understand the quote of course maybe i understand the quote uh, in my own way right But it's one of the options what you can uh, learn uh, from this uh, episode, right? So you can understand what I think about uh, these six quotes of Plato, right? So we can start, shall we? Um, We can start with the first quote, which I like very much. And let's dive in. I am the wisest man alive, for I know one thing. And that is that I know nothing. Very popular quote from Plato. Actually, these words are just copied from Socrates because we have no books about Socrates and Plato was, uh, I think he was the second student who, uh, you know, who wrote something down about his uh, teacher, right? Uh, He jotted everything down about his teacher. He almost... Uh, copied his philosophy, and we can see these beautiful quotes. I am the wisest man alive. It's it's like the most popular quote about Socrates and Plato. I know that I know that I know nothing. Right, this one. So I am the wisest man alive. So I think the Socrates is telling this, or Plato is telling this in the Republic. I think the Republic. It's uh, the character there is um, Socrates, and he's saying, "I am the wisest man alive, for I know one thing." And that is that I know nothing. It means that even if you think you're a very smarty pants, right? If you are very smart, you think that you are super cool at the specific area or topic, um, you know what? This is a pretty big ignorance uh, to believe in this concept because probably you know nothing. You just, it's just uh, the beginning, right? So, and every master of uh, karate or another martial art will tell you that Every day when you learn something new, it's just the beginning. Even if you have a uh, black belt, it doesn't matter. Because uh, the thing is, when you think that you are wise enough, wise means very smart. It's like smartness plus experience. When you think that you are wise enough for things, this very moment, it's just an illusion, right? It's just, you need to realize that you know nothing. because. It's a new beginning. It's the new chance to understand something bigger. And when you live with this concept, you understand that this is an um, unstoppable journey of learning. You will never be super smart. There is no limit in English, in philosophy, in um, another part of life, right? It doesn't matter what you study right now, but there is no limit. And we live in the limitless world. Very good description. Uh, so limitless world, that's the place where we live in. And Plato said, I am the wisest man alive, for I know one thing, and that is that I know nothing, right? So if you think that I'm very good at English, no, of course not. I am I have a terrible grammar. My uh, pronunciation is pretty good, I know, but uh, there are plenty of things I cannot do. For example, I cannot write messages in a cool way, I feel a big lack of vocab or a big lack of skill of writing, you know, writing, it's a specific art, you know, it's an art to write things down in a specific way. Of course, if I spend enough time on it, so I, uh, I'll i be pretty good, right? I can do some banal things, but to be honest, um, I'm just not very interested. I like to speak and I, uh, I can write, but I'm not a very Uh, I don't have a big proficiency there, okay? So, I read uh, one more time this quote, and then we jump to the next one. I am the wisest man alive, for I know one thing, and that is that I know nothing. This is the quote from The Republic. The Republic. It's like the the most popular book of Plato right now about the government, about the the greatest um, system of the government. It's uh, like a little bit uh illusional probably right it's impossible uh to make it work but it is the concept which we can learn and we can use in our in our daily lives right so the second quote is uh, pretty interesting too what i what i find is very interesting so it's uh, about the next one we can easily forgive a child who is afraid of the dark the real tragedy of life is when men are afraid of the light. I will repeat this again for you guys. We can easily forgive a child who is afraid of the dark, but the real tragedy of life is when men are afraid of the light. Okay? So this is very interesting because, first of all, I like how Plato used the word men because men, in general, it means man and female together, you know? So this is... Like uh, the description, like human, you know, we can replace this word with human. So let's try to uh, simplify it with human here because it, it can be about girl and about the boy as well. We can easily forgive a child who is afraid of the dark. The real tragedy of life is when man or woman, human, are afraid of the light. Right? So it's more understandable. It's, it can be any a living creature who is a human. Uh, so... We can easily forgive a child. So what does mean forgiveness? When you uh, are in trouble, right? For example, somebody said a swearing word to me and said, Danila, you are the um, M fuck word. Oh, oh, oh my goodness, F word, right? So something bad to me. Somebody said that I'm a weirdo, for example, or in a, in a very bad way, right? With F words. So uh, somebody uh, sweared, right? Or gave me a swearing word and then i can easily forgive that person if that person uh or this person is a child because this person is really afraid of the dark right it means um the case what i think what i think about this idiom when somebody uh is uh, um kind of scared of uh something it could be anything right it could be Let's say uh, you want uh, to learn the new language. Let's imagine English, right? And the child, the person, is scared of this idea, right? Oh my goodness, I should have spent so much time, so much energy, right? And uh, you can forgive this child because he's just not ready for the next step of evolution. And it's pretty forgivable. You can forgive this person. When the person is swearing, like I used an example first time, He is afraid, he is afraid of something great. He doesn't realize or she doesn't realize that the thing he is doing or she is doing is not very well. He doesn't or she doesn't understand that uh, the swearing word is something dark. Why should I be scared and why should I be angry at that person? if this person is just on this state of evolution when he or she doesn't understand what is good and what is bad. So I can just accept his words and live without thinking of it because I can just be more forgiving, right? I, I can forgive the person that he did something wrong. And of course, I'm doing this when the person is a child, Right? It's the description of forgiveness. So I tried <laughs> to explain you this idea. But the, 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 the quote is not about what I've just said, right? It's a little bit deeper and it's harder to understand. Let's see. We can easily forgive a child who is afraid of the dark. It's like the situation with something new, right? Um, or something uh, um, what the person is scared of. This is like a darkness for the person. It's like an idiom. But the real tragedy of life is when men are afraid of the light. And uh, again, uh, when um, you know that something, what is scary, is good for you, this is very bad, right? In the case of this situation, right? For example, if I want to jump from a cliff... This is not a very good action, right? Because, yeah, I want to, let's say, jump from a cliff to the water and I'm scared of this action. And it's pretty forgivable, right? Because it's nothing great inside of this action. It's just your own egocentric idea. But the real tragedy of life in general, when the human is afraid or are afraid of, humans afraid of, Uh, the good action, when uh, something can be, uh, can transform their lives and the lives of people who are surrounding them. Does it make sense? So I'm trying to explain this idea in my own way. So you can forgive somebody, we can use the expression of a child, and this child is afraid of of an action, which is pretty scary, right? And this action can be a good action for everybody or neutral or bad. For example, the, the child can be scared to smoke a cigarette. It's a good scary, right? It's a good scary because if you're not smoking, you're, you will be better, right? You will feel better in a long run, in a long perspective. But if you do something egocentric, it's pretty neutral for everybody, right? It's pretty forgivable. But if you do something which relates to everybody, let's say, you create a content which can transform the lives of many, many, many men or people or ladies and guys. this is very bad thing to be afraid of, because when you're scared of transformations and transformation not only for yourself, but for everybody who is surrounding you, this is very very bad, because you're losing the chance to make this life better. So that's what I think. Maybe this uh, idiom is not, uh, this uh, quote is not about the idea what I've just said and explained to you, but it's just only my thoughts, right? How I see this, right? We can easily forgive a child who is afraid of the dark. We can easily forgive the child. But the real tragedy of life is when men are afraid of the light. When you're scared of doing something good, this is very scary. But when you're afraid of uh, bad things, it's completely forgivable. It's completely fine to, uh, to uh, be scared of doing something crazy, like doing drugs when you're a kid, doing, uh, you know, smoke weed or something egocentric, Right. Or even something uh, bad like uh, firing someone's house or uh, just, um, I don't know, just making a bad action, right? This is pretty forgivable and it's pretty respectable, I would say, because it's not uh, making uh, life of everybody better, right? So this is making your life a little bit more extreme, a little more interesting for a moment, for this very moment. Nothing more. Maybe I'm not right. Maybe you have some better explanation of this quote, guys. Just let me know what do you think, right? That's my thoughts. That's my thoughts. I don't remember where this quote is from. I just uh, grabbed it from one of the websites. The next one is very interesting one: "Ignorance is the root and steam, uh, or st- or sorry, stem of every evil this is very very important quote and uh, we can start with uh, this uh, beautiful um uh beautiful expression of uh ignorance right what is ignorance you know people who have a lot of ignorance you call them ignorant people right ignorant people yeah hold on a second <coughs> yeah so ignorant people they uh don't really care about things, you know, they just, uh, they never learn, they have a big lack of knowledge and uh, uh, they for sure um having some problems with understanding and they think it's okay. And uh, when you don't know something important, the bad thing can happen. That's what this quote is actually about. Ignorance, this lack Right of knowledge or the specific information, it's the root and stem of every evil. Right of every evil. Uh, what is the root? What is the root? Root. If you will imagine the tree, right? The tree. Uh, in the beginning of a tree, under the ground, you the tree has roots. Right, powerful roots. If the tree the tree is big. Uh, roots which the roots uh, which are not very powerful probably it's the root for a smaller tree right but it's the beginning it's the root of a tree right and ignorance this uh, the lack of uh, understanding or knowledge it's the root and uh, stem of every evil in other word what is stem you can say it's like a main body of a plant right it's like uh, the main part uh, of a plant let's imagine the plow or the flower or um i don't know it could be aloe vera right uh the stem it's like this general uh, thing what they've got where all the leaves are and all the things right it's a stem and uh the root the trees they have roots right and if you are ignorant if you don't understand something if you are kind of um Misunderstood some concepts. So this is the root of uh, uh, of every evil. So something bad happens after all, right? So this is what, about, that's what this quote is about. About ignorance, about uh, lack of knowledge. It's good to have a lack of knowledge to be ignorant when you're learning things, right? Because you're transforming your state from ignorant state to the wise state, right? So you're combining experience and knowledge together and you're becoming wiser, wiser, and wiser day after day. So you are trying to fight with your ignorance. You're trying to defeat your ignorance. You try to demolish your ignorance and you're trying to make your root and stem very powerful and you want to make it uh, more uh, grateful, right, for, for yourself and for everybody who surrounds you. And remember, the ignorance is the root and stem of every evil, every bad action related to ignorance. For example, right now, we have two wars, right? Two wars. One war in Ukraine, right, and another war in uh, uh, Palestine, and uh, this war, oh, come on, what's this country? um, uh, Jewish people, right? So I'm sorry, it's just not very well today. It's just on the media all over. Um, come on, this is, how do you call them? Jerusalem, right? Ah, God, I have this map in my mind right now. Let me check. Oh my goodness. I'm a stupid guy. What an ignorant man you can say. <laughs> what an ignorant man. One second, guys, uh, we're in, uh, Uh, Israel, of course, Israelis, right? Okay, so uh, Israelis, they have a big fight with um, uh, Palestinians, right? Or Palestine, and uh, that's a very bad uh, situation, right? And what's led to this problem? Ignorance. The lack of understanding, the lack of communication, the lack of uh, knowledge led to this evil to be happened, right? The same story with Ukrainians and Russians. This is the total ignorance which had happened. Every war, it's the reason of big ignorance uh, from both sides, classically, or from one or another side. But I think it's both people are in charge or groups are in charge of every problem, of every evil, okay? And evil, it's the opposite of good, right? When you see devils, uh, or demons, or you see imps, this is evil, this is bad. When you see uh, angels, Jesus Christ, good people, Plato, this is very good. This is good people, good people. Okay? So ignorance, it's a root and stem of every evil. That's what the Plato said. It's the. It was this quote number three. The next one. I love that one, by the way. I am trying to think. Don't confuse me with facts. This is a very interesting one. I am trying to think. Don't confuse me with facts. So when you're trying to think, you're trying to have your own position on things, right? And when somebody's saying that something has a specific fact, so it's destroying, it's demolishing your process of thinking. Because if you have a fact and you should believe in this, don't need to think somebody saying okay you know what i know that we were uh on the moon right like connecting with our previous topic right about indians and somebody said americans were on the moon so this is a fact people say this is a fact oh you cannot you cannot even think about this fact because it's proved by americans it's proved by the media people say right but to be honest This is all just the thought of a global conspiracy or the global elite who wants you to think, who wants you to believe that this was a fact. Of course, it's just my position and you can believe in anything you want, but the problem is that when somebody is giving you facts from Google, okay, Google, okay, Google, they give you some facts from the media, from Uh, Google search or from Wikipedia, you think it's, it's over. You have all answers you want. And this stealing and leading you to ignorance because you're not thinking with your own head or brain, you're thinking with the Google's head or Wikipedia's head. How bad is that? I think it's a total ignorance and we should think bigger without using only facts. Maybe we should think with thoughts, like, what if this is, maybe we should be more, um, how you say that, like, like kids, you know, kids, they want to ask questions, right? They love it. They really love it. And I think we should be kids in this case, because when you have kids, they don't have facts. They ask things like why the water is blue, right? They're just curious, the curiosity. Out of curiosity, they ask so many questions and they want to really know what is going on, why things are things, right? And they don't need you to copy or copy paste Google. They want you just to tell or guess or whatever because some questions are just not facted. So we don't have some facts uh, in our life. For example, What, why we have dolphins or why giraffe has that long um, neck? Why do we need so many animals? Can you answer me this question with a fact? I don't think so. Because this is just your position or the position of the media or position of Google or the scientist. So it's not your own position. What do you think? Try to think. I'm trying to think. Don't confuse me with facts, Plato said. This is a very good quote. I love it so much. Okay, next one is pretty bigger. It's pretty bigger. It's from the uh, symposium, and uh, I like this concept. Uh, it's a little bit religious, but maybe you will love it as well. It's about the the general uh, point of creation from uh, ancient Greece. Um, according to Greek mythology, humans were originally created with uh, four arms, four legs, and had with two faces. Fearing their power. Zeus split them into two separate parts, condemning them to spend their lives in search of their other halves. What a beautiful quote. Let me just double check the word condemn. I don't remember. Do I need to pronounce this flat or no? Let me just give it a sec. Condemning. Yeah, we don't need to pronounce M. uh, N, sorry. Condemning. Condemning. Yeah, according to Greek mythology, I will read this again. According to Greek mythology, humans are originally created with four arms, four legs, and a head with two faces. Fearing their power, Zeus split them into two separate parts, condemning them to spend their lives in search of their other halves. Okay, let's try to simplify it step by step, okay? So we have a Greek mythology, right? It's like ancient, ancient Greek books, right? Mythology. Like the concepts of life of Greek people, right? And they believe on or these uh, mythological books. They believed or they uh, showed us the knowledge that humans were in the past originally created with not two arms but with four arms, right? With an, with with not two legs but with four legs, and had with not one, but two faces, right? The classic human has two feet, two arms, two legs, right? And uh, one head with one face. But in uh, Greek mythology, you know, human humans were originally created with four arms, four legs, and head with two faces, not one face, two faces and fearing their power. So you can be scared of this power. Just imagine, the person who has four legs, four arms, very productive, you know, and I don't know, it's just super power and uh, super powerful. And Zeus, it's like the god, the god from uh, ancient Greece, Zeus, he was very scared of this power. And what did he do? He was scared, he splitted them into two separate parts yeah let me double check the word split I don't remember is it uh, uh, can I say splitted I guess yeah split it is possible right yes so uh yeah split it is fine so uh, yes uh, so they were this uh, human form was splitted into two bodies with two hands our normal original right uh, look what we have right now and Zeus splitted humans, right? Zeus splitted humans into two separate parts, condemning them to spend their lives in search of their other halves. So what does it mean, condemn? Uh, it means you kind of, you want people and uh, kind of, okay, let me double check. Um the Zeus, he was like criticizing people, right? So condemning, it's more like uh, when you're making some arguments, you're condemning when you see something what you don't like, you say, hey, look, 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 I, I disagree. I am condemning with this. So Zeus condemning uh, people, humans with four legs and the forearms and two faces because, uh, because he want them uh, to uh, be in search of their other halves, right? That's how I understand this quote. Uh, Zeus split them into two separate parts, condemning them to spend their lives in search of their other halves. Right? Yes, he wanted them to be always in search of love of another half. Right? This theory of halves that you have man and woman. It's it's not the uh, but when woman and man connecting between each other, so they are creating the 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 total. Uh, balance, right? So this is what uh, was the idea, but uh, I don't know why, but Zeus splitted them into two separate parts, probably for a reason of evolution, of understanding, of realization uh, of that power. Uh, If you're already created uh, with two halves uh, connected, uh, this power is too big uh, for, uh, for an ignorant body So, and while you're searching for another half, you're not that powerful, you're not that balanced, you have a lot of problems. And probably Zeus wanted people to be, to open, to reopen the power, right? To reopen this connection. And this is very beautiful. When um, Zeus splitting the body with four legs, with four arms, with two faces, into two separated parts, two separated bodies, we're all for a whole life, these two parts, our whole life are in search of each other. They're trying to find their other halves, you know, like a heart, uh, which is kind of divided. And then you're trying to connect these two pieces of a heart. It's beautiful. This is the quote from Plato, uh, the Symposium. Symposium, that's the name of uh, this work of Plato. Let's read it again, shall we? Uh, According to Greek mythology, humans were originally created with four arms, four legs, and a head with two faces. Fearing their power, Zeus split them into two separate parts, condemning them to spend their lives in search of their other halves. Very beautiful. I love this quote because this quote gives you the meaning of life. If you are right now not in relationships, just think of it. You can improve your powers drastically just to be connected when you're connected with another half, with a girl or a boy. So, but now what I see, the government or the society is promoting the idea of a child-free relationship, um, you know, relationships only for fun or greed. This is terrible. I think it's called ignorance. This is the total ignorance. We have a lack of knowledge uh, how to find our second part or half. Okay. And uh last but not least, uh the sixth uh the sixth quote from Plato is very interesting. And uh I want to conclude, I want to uh finalize my uh my today's Episode with this quote, those who tell the stories rule society. I would say the society, right? Uh, those who tell the stories rule the society. Yeah. Beautiful quote. Just imagine, I can think of this quote in a two ways, right? The way number one, those who tell the stories, they have better result. They have better influence. They rely and they can use this power um, in a very efficient way because the story has a picture. When you're transmitting or streaming the picture to someone, it's more understandable, isn't it? And who is more trustworthy? The person who is giving you the picture of his idea Or the person who is giving you just the facts and words which you don't understand. Of course, the person who tells you the story is more, is bigger influencer, isn't it? Because he can explain you hard things in a simple manner with a picture. And you understand things clearly, vividly, isn't it? That's what I think. And the second way of this Those who tell the stories rule the society. The second explanation is the person who speak, speaks, right? The person who speaks, he is controlling you. We have in our society two groups. One group is creating the content. Another group is consuming the content, right? So who is controlling whom? The person who consume or the person who creates? Listen, I don't want to manipulate your minds right now, right? But this is the truth. Somebody is creating the content and you're consuming it. And somebody is just consuming something and uh, using what they think is correct, what they think is good, what they see, okay? If I am an evil man who want you to fail or to uh, face degradation in your own way i would promote some negative ideas and i would change your lives and if you would continuously listening my podcasts and getting worse and worse and worse i would i would influence i would uh, change your life in a negative way but i decided to do another way right i decided to use this podcast to transform your english evolution in a good way, and I hope it works nicely. That's my second idea of this quote. Those who tell the stories, who influences, um, they rule the society. They creators, they are the creators. They are uh, transforming the society. Maybe in a small way, maybe in a simple way. It depends on your influence and depends on your subscribers, how many subscribers you have. But it is the truth. Those who tell the stories rule the society. Now I will finalize my podcast with a reading of all these six six, uh, quotes from Plato. And you just listen carefully and then uh, try to understand what these quotes are about. Maybe on your own way. Maybe on the way you understand this. But try to listen carefully. Try to feel it. Try to see the picture. I am the wisest man alive. For I know one thing, and that is that I know nothing. Second one. We can easily forgive a child who is afraid of the dark. The real tragedy of life is when men are afraid of the light. Ignorance is the root and stem of every evil. I'm trying to think. Don't confuse me with facts. According to Greek mythology, humans were originally created with four arms, four legs, and a head with two faces. Fearing their power, Zeus split them into two separated parts, condemning them to spend their lives in search of their other halves. Those who tell the stories rule the society. All right. That's all for today, guys. Thank you all. I hug you all. I kiss you all. Thank you for being with us today. And I'll see you very soon this Sunday. I will post another episode of our Emotional English Podcast. And we will talk about new vocabulary. I will give you some vocab, uh, some lexic, lexic, or lexics, right? And then we'll discuss it in a real-time situation. And we will learn something new. So, thank you all for being with me, and I see you very soon. Have fun with your English, be cool, be satisfied with your learning process, and, of course, enjoy your journey of English. Thank you all, and I see you soon. Bye-bye.